Welcome to Diacast. It's in your ears now. What are you going to do about it? Here at Diacast, our group of six mysterious merfolk play different RPGs, bringing you a new game and system every few weeks. This week we are wrapping up our game of Yar. Mystery, danger, romance. This game has it all. My name's Lukey, and the question this week is, name your piratical rum. I should have thought about this question before we got to it. Um, That's a good name. Yeah, it's the um rum. (laughs) A label full of the letter A. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll just take take an on the rocks. On the rocks. I think yeah. it would be, I'd name it after my dog, it would be Captain Brambles. Captain Brambles. Captain Brambles Fruity rum. Uh, hello, I'm Matt, and I f- my rum, uh, I feel like mine would be really, vi- uh, I'll call it, surely it must exist, Nelson's Blood. Ooh. Surely oh. that must be a thing already. Good Do you know grief. that story? No. Wait, so when uh, when Nelson, like Horatio oh. Nelson, when he died, to keep his body safe, they put it inside a barrel of rum. Oh. And then, so the legend goes, when they got back to Portsmouth, like a third of the rum was gone. So somebody had been tapping the oh. rum. And they didn't realise the there's body phrase, was inside. There's, there's a phrase, tapping the Admiral. Tapping oh, the Admiral, nice. exactly. That's where That's... it comes from. Hence, a drop of Nelson's blood. But Nelson's blood is a fantastic <laughs> name. Nelson's, Nelson's blood, blood is really That's, good. That's my rum. Except for the fact that I think it might actually have been brandy. Now I think about it, oh. but other than this, my rum is still called Nelson's Blood. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've got bad news for you, Matt. What? Uh, Nelson's Blood, seventy centiliter from Norfolk itself. Oh. It exists. Oh. Nelson. I mean, that sounds. I, like I, I did good caveat with. I bet this exists. Nelson's <laughs> Blood is a warming drink with some blue, uh, with some bite, and it's best drunk on its own. It's a blend of rum and spices, and is made to commemorate the drinking of the rum from the body of Admiral Lord Nelson on the journey home from Trafalgar by ta- sailors wishing to benefit from some of his spirit. Inverted oh. commas. A drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm. That's in one of them famous. Oh, exactly. Of course, it does say exactly. that. Oh my goodness! Well, I've learnt something. Mm-hmm. Hello there. I'm Jacob, and I think I would be uh, depressingly on brand. Uh, and my rum would be called Warmonger. Ooh. Oh, very good. Very With good. With two R's. I like that. I, that's I it. That's it. That. That's the name. That's what I got. Yeah. There we go. That's good. <laughs> that's. It's a rum for a cold winter's night. Hi, I'm Helen, mm-hmm. and my rum would be called the Virgin Medley, and it would be made with spices, orange juice, pineapple juice, cranberry juice, <laughs> grapefruit <laughs> juice, but, but, but no, but no, no alcohol. Fermented no alcohol. <laughs> so it would actually be a fruit punch. <laughs> but we will call it a rum. <laughs> nice. It does sound nice. Yeah, that, that does actually yeah, I could sound do pretty nice. That right now, that'd be quite refreshing. Yeah. Some virgin medley. Mm. The moment you got up to cranberry, you sort of had me lost, but you had pineapple, which is... Yeah, I was trying to think of another tropical fruit, and I think I was going for grapefruit, but, but all I got <laughs> you was cranberry. cranberry. <laughs> you went with cranberry? Cranberry and pineapple goes well together. Hello, my name's H, and I accidentally just came up with my rum name, which is Drop Me In The Drink. I was going to go for murder, but that's just like, like too that. obvious. That sounds like a drinking song. Drop Me In The Drink. Maybe that should be our like pirate shanty contribution. Although we're like 10 years too late on TikTok, but you know. <laughs> Drop me in the drink. Drop me in the drink. It's closer than you think. Hello there. I'm Peter, and uh, I, I I do like my rum. It's my my uh, my poison of choice. So mm-hmm. if I were a pirate, I just name it after my favourite rum, and I can't really argue against Dead Man's Fingers. I can't argue against oh, Dead Man's Fingers. I bloody love Dead Man's Fingers. De- de- so Dead Man's you. Fingers with uh, a bit of ginger beer. Oh, lovely. They oh. they. Ha- I know they have a coconut rum, 
and I really like that. And the other one, this is weird rum facts now. There's a type <laughs> of rum which is like the, it's very much like the champagne of rum, as in it's sort of region locked. Uh, <laughs> that's the wrong description. Uh, called, it's got an H in it, and I'm pretty sure it's like rahum or something like that. But so <laughs> rum is made out of molasses. This is made out of sugar cane. So it is very yeah. sweet and very alcoholic. And yeah. I want, and I have been hunting the stuff down, and I can't find a place to buy it anywhere. Oh. So I think I, you can only Aww. really buy it in the Caribbean or the Caribbean. Oh, well. I don't know <laughs> which one. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we've all got a drink in hand, let's get to it. now leave into the forest and follow the river which doesn't have a name but there you go that's desert islands for you we <laughs> shall call it fred the fred river Keith. fred fred keith so the you follow fred. the river fred fred keith. <laughs> fred, fred keith fred keith you follow the river fred keith uh, <laughs> and you march along it's fairly easy to follow it's quite it's not like a stupidly large river but it is, um, it's easy enough to follow and it kind of winds its way constantly uphill through the jungle. Sure enough, when you kind of get about a mile Ooh. inland, you find a waterfall. Is it beautiful Ten points. and magnificent? <laughs> we were both uh, right. So, you, uh, so yeah, you arrive at a waterfall. So it's like, it's quite, I, I guess it falls something like 25 metres from a higher, um, higher part up down a sheer really? cliff face. It rushes down. There's like a, a very picturesque pool at the bottom with a couple of jagged rocks. I'm going to want to walk straight through the waterfall. Very well. Yep. Um, so you all walk behind the waterfall. A famous and... pirate walk. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my musket <laughs> Quite a hunch. Up. It's kind of a waddle hunch kind of vibe. Okay, so you all kind of move in a little procession. You've still got Tom and Squawk and Lollygag and Molly and do go with you because <laughs> so I, I, I have so many bloody NPCs boy is going to be uh bringing up the rear boys at the back yeah and, like keeping an eye out for anything weird in the water all right yep yeah, roll roll me a dice boy that was a six and yep yeah, you're bringing up the rear tom's just in front of you carrying squawk saying well boy this is a great adventure isn't it um yes however as you're doing that you you can't be sure, but you think you can see movement in the water. Hello. Uh, hello, boy. Yes, what? What? What is it, boy? Says Tom. <laughs> I think there's something in the pool. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of fish in the pool, boy. <laughs> yes, but also maybe something bigger. Squawk? Oh, I hope not. Mr. Parrot, do you know anything? You'll never take me alive. The taxman will never get me. I will put you under the water. No! <laughs> well, well, now he's just not going to tell us anything, is I'll he? I'll get your feathers wet. I'll get your feathers wet. I'll give you a bath. No, don't do it! So while you're doing that, you, you've also walked behind the waterfall and you find what appears to be a stone door. Oh! <gasps> Does it say speak friend and enter? Oh, well. It does not say speak friend and enter, but if you picture that door, you're on the right lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Rogers, do, do you have a, a riddle that might be appropriate for this door? Ha! 
perhaps? Uh, perhaps. Um, the next riddle, yeah, she holds out another letter from her grandmother and she reads the riddle and it goes. Uh, my lady, she's a fiery one to warm a winter's night. My lady from Jamaica, sometimes dark and sometimes light. So won't you splice the main brace and stand fast the Holy Ghost, but spare some for the saints and share her with the cobblestones? I I know exactly I know exactly what to do here. I I'm gonna take the hip flask that I've just been given and I'm gonna pour it I'm gonna pour it on the ground in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens at this moment is Captain Clams upturns the hip flask he's just been handed and spills some rum on the ground. And sure enough, there is a kind of grinding noise from the door and it begins to ease open. Um, you Correct, yeah. Uh, the door wanted rum. However, as this happens... I am door. You then, <laughs> you then hear a splashing noise behind you. Oh, booger. Uh, cut to clothesline and boy. Uh, you guys notice that there is indeed something in the water. Um, right in front of you, you see... At first, it looks like a figure, like a human figure. And you're like, oh, I wonder if that's somebody arriving. But then as it surfaces, you realise this is no human and this is no person. This is a gill person. These are in the rule book. Oh, my God. Uh, the gill people. Um, they're kind of they're kind of water goblins and they're feral and they're angry. Yes. And, um, and first one pops up. It's got big jagged teeth and kind of big warty ears. And then a couple more start to pop up around it, and they look like they're about yeah. to attack you. I oh. want to blast them back down the river. Yep, you can do that. So you can kind of conjure the winds and kind of whip them off to the side down river. Yeah. Only one of them has successfully saved. Yay! Rest of them have encountered have encountered difficulty. <laughs> and four of the five gillmen that you can see are just washed away down river like they, they're gone like like don't, don't need to worry about them out of sight out of mind the nearest <laughs> one was a little too close to you and uh, managed to dodge that and is now going to get an attack on you oh you know i'm just pokey I'm trident. just imagining bertrand on the beach as like four of these gill people just suddenly shoot out of the forest <laughs> into the sea <laughs> he just kind of he pulls his like glasses down and just blinks like good good gracious <laughs> you. what what are those blasted pirates doing up there <laughs> uh, Literally, like, uh, <laughs> um so the gill person has uh stabbed at you with his uh with his pointy trident boy but he rolled rubbish so he has completely missed he's just kind Oof. of going nee! Thank goodness, because um, I am squishy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, my gun is still dry. I go to shoot wildly through the waterfall. Captain, good idea or not? Yes. <laughs> not at all. Who's okay, what, You're shooting blind. Yeah. Oh my god, there's like Rotten. a 50 50 chance you'll hit boy. I mean, not 50-50. You've got about an 89% chance of hitting absolutely fucking nothing. Um, roll roll me a d20. Can I just fire one up through the waterfall, like, above where people would be so I'm not accidentally hitting Like a warning boy. shot. I, Persephone is dumb as shit, but she's not that dumb. Yeah, free action. You shoot the um, the musket. Um, it goes through the waterfall. Boy, you hear it. Um, the gill person seems not particularly interested in it. They're still kind of jabbing at you with their spear. He's just dodging like slide, side, 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 back, side. <laughs> <laughs> just a weird dance. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, perhaps we should get inside the uh, the waterfall. I do not know what is outside, but I do not like we the not sound leaving, of it. We are not leaving Boy behind. He is literally the only one running my ship. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At this point, um, Tom is going to hand Squawk to you, Mabel. He's going to be like, quick, hold the parrot. I must help Boy. No, bloody hell. Can I attempt to clothesline Tom? <laughs> clothesline, you may attempt to clothesline. I'm He's drawing his wooden that. sword. Oh, no, that's... Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, Eleven? Um, that's enough to get you don't like wind him but he's like you just put it in front of him and you stop and he's like what are you doing clothesline we must help boy yeah, yeah. boy's orders Ma- Mabel I don't know if you've gone yet uh, no but I was just going to say I was going to try to get the NPCs in through the door yep um, Molly goes through carrying her um, all her letters she's indoors I'm going to stay with her Lollygag follows you looking a bit, a bit very confused like oh where, where, where are we again is it what island are we on? Um, he goes in. Didier is in, uh, and and I'll have Didier's carrying Squawk just to make it nice and easy. Um, yes. So you guys are all inside the cave, apart from Boy. So Boy, I think it's probably back to you now. Yeah. Your attack first. So as I've been dodging around, he's pulled out his spear, which he has. Yep. This is only melee weapon, and I am going to attack with a spear. And my aim is very much to like distract slash get this Fitio Gilman away from me long enough for me to be able to get behind to this mysterious door. Yep, roll me an attack. That is a 14. 14. Plus one, 15. Uh, Oh, just yes. So you successfully hit. Roll damage, but I'll allow you to kind of convert the damage into pushing it out the way. That is a four. That'll do. One d six. That'll do. So uh, what you've done there, yeah, is you've kind of you've nabbed it. You, you've not really stabbed the creature, but you've just kind of clobbered it about the face with the side of your spear, <laughs> and it's gone flailing into the water, yelling what you assume is gill person equivalents of swearing. He yells uh, back can... in a Atlantean like whoa. <laughs> Uh, as it falls into the water, it's like, you speak my language! Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it splash, it's gone, and you can run past it. You don't know if there are others in the water, but you've reached the waterfall where all of the rest of the party are waiting for you. Captain, yeah. do you want to slam the door behind? I will indeed. Ooh, we might not be able to leave. Uh, actually, no, we've got more oh, rum. God. We can, we can get the dr- we we can got get more the, rum. <laughs> we can get the door drunk. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I will slam the door behind us. Cool, yeah, the door eases shut. But as you ease the door shut, you don't you don't see any evidence of more gill people. But you do see, down about a mile away on the beach, you see the telltale flare of a firecracker. Oh, oh boy. And you find what looks like kind of very much like the Mines of Moria. It's that kind of large antechamber, uh, oh. very, very gloomy. There are no skeletons in here, but it's full of cobwebs and old furniture and... Looks like it's it's in serious need of some tender DLC, oh. DLC TLC. <laughs> um, we need to download the content. Download it. You need to d- basically, you see a wall of pixels, and it says you cannot go here. Oh, no. um, <laughs> Pay to access um, the DLC. Tune in next week. Um, no, right? Yeah. So it's like it's a it's a rundown little room with a staircase leading down further into the rock. Uh, yeah, I would like I would like to uh, check ahead, please. I move silently. 
Right, you move silently, avoiding all the traps that are not there. Fantastic. Um, and you, uh, so close on you, move ahead, and you follow the steps down while everyone else is getting their stuff together. And you eventually emerge into a larger room. And so this room, is it has where you emerge, there's like a little bit of flat ground, and then there's a chasm in the middle of the room, um, which... It doesn't look to be bottomless, but there's you can see maybe 30, 40 feet down this chasm, there is what looks to be a pool of water, still water. Um, and then on the far side, uh, maybe like 25, 30 feet away, is another platform like yours with presumably the, the path going on with another little doorway that leads further in. And between you, basically to bridge the chasm, are what look like a series of very thin and cracked pillars. They're stone pillars that are about the size that one person could stand on the top, but coming out from the bottom. None of them look very sturdy at all. So we're looking at kind of like a stepping stones. Kind of like stepping stones, yes. I would like to uh, yell back, you're going to want to see this. Um, I would like to, yeah, attempt to kind of hopscotch across. Okay, uh, before you hopscotch, Molly stops you. Mm-hmm. And she says, wait, 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 clothesline. Uh, perhaps we should read the riddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's pertinent information to this. Potentially. <laughs> so before you... Before I've, you I've, I've always ahead. believed in being an experiential learner myself, but go ahead. Quick, put on your <laughs> riddling beard, clothesline. So what the... Uh, Molly reads out the riddle, and this one has a title, and it is, How Savvy a Pirate Be Ye? And so this riddle says, uh, Before ye be some pillars, some are sturdy and some are shy. Mind that ye tread careful if ye have nay wings to fly. Stand ye with a pirate and ye surely will be safe. But step ye on a lubber and for ye tis sure the grave. And clothesline, as you get closer to the first pair of pillars, you notice that each of them has a name written on it. Oh. What's the name? What's how the name? good is our pirate history? Oh, uh, how basically, yeah, how good's your pirate knowledge, folks? So the names on the first pair of pillars, the one on the left says Benjamin Hornigold, and the one on the right says Woods Rogers. Both of those sound pretty piratey. Um, Woods Rogers sounds more cowboy to me than piratey. Okay. Someone tie a someone tie a rope around me, and I'll go yeah, jump. In, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go jump in on Hornicole. <laughs> tie the rope that's partly around the parrot. Exactly, <laughs> parrot. You, Squawk, you coming with me? All right, everybody. Um, ho- right, everybody. Hold on. Everybody this might be a little on. bit of hubris. Did I just quick? Just quick. Did I hear that right? That you're taking Squawk with you? Yeah. <laughs> you're. Well, put me down. No. No. You literally have wings. You are the. You are the one with the least to lose here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, uh, Squawk, Squawk, you familiar with Greek mythology? Yeah. Uh, oh, bugger. Yes! Icarus away! And I'm going no! to jump uh, onto the. Uh, I'm going to jump onto Benjamin Hornigold. So you jump onto the pillar on the left, the one that says Benjamin Hornigold. Yeah. And you jump on the pillar, and there's this kind of grinding noise beneath you, and of kind of stressed stone. Uh oh. But it holds. Hell yeah. You have chosen wisely. Bravo, 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 clothesline. You're very brave, very brave. It was a lucky guess, I am sure. You will be dead in a minute. (laughs) What's the second one? So the next pair of names you see before you, the one directly in front of you says Robert Maynard, and the one uh, to the right of it says Steed Bonnet. 
Steve Bonnet is a good name. That's a solid name. Well, the thing is, I think Roger Maynard was... Oh, I, I, feel th- like I think Robert Maynard, like a, Robert Maynard was a writer. feels like a pirate name. No, he I think, it, like I think he's a writer. I don't think Robert Maynard's a pirate. I think Steed Bonnet is a pirate. Mabel tries to think if, if she saw any of Robert <laughs> Maynard's books in her father's library. Um. She can't remember. Steve? Clearly can't spell Steve because he's Steed, so that's very piratical of him. Well, we're not all literate. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know though. Speak for yourself. I've been working on it since I ever came to pirate. Being illiterate. Yeah, so it's quite hard to forget to read, I tell you. I've been learning to forget. It's an epistemological nightmare. While they're discussing various backstory things, I'm going to jump on a bonnet. Ah! Everyone grab the rope! jump on Steed Bonnet. Okay, uh, Squawk yells in protest. Uh, You jump. You land on the pillar that says Steed Bonnet. And... It holds. Yeah. For those for those who are interested, Robert Maynard was a Royal Navy officer. Yeah. He was the man that name who, is familiar. Yeah, he killed Blackbeard, is what he's famous for. Oh. He, uh, he's the one tasked to hunt at Blackbeard. Uh, clothesline in front of you, the next pair of names are Charlotte Corday or Grace O'Malley. Grace O'Malley. Oh, I'm going. Oh, yeah, I know the name Grace O'Malley. Yes. That and also, Corday well. is Corday. your characters. <laughs> And Charlotte Corday. Well, okay, so you jump, you jump onto Grace O'Malley. I think this is a double bluff. <laughs> no, no, you are no. correct. The, she uh, is uh, Grace O'Malley. I think yeah. she was vicious. So, so Steve Bonnet. <laughs> um, Grace O'Malley is indeed pirate. Charlotte Corday was an assassin in uh, in Revolutionary France. Oh, I'd like to hang after. out with both of them. They sound fun. Yeah. I think um, Grace O'Malley, I've heard of her. She was, like, hella vicious. She's, yeah, big, There's big a, old There's uh, a Michael Morpurgo book about her that I had to read in primary school. Oh. Is that a fact? I did not yeah. know that. Hmm. But in anyway, my head, and the last... I've, got, I've got a fact which is probably not true, that she would, like, fight people while breastfeeding. Which is probably not true, but that's in my brain I, for some reason. I do a, not... Uh, I cannot I confirm that. I remember hearing a tidbit that a female pirate would fight she'd either fight titties to the wind or she would <laughs> or she would like open her top when giving a killing blow so that like yeah, the last I can't remember which pirate that is, but that's yeah. you're famous. talking about um, Mary Reed uh, yeah. yes yeah. yes yes there we go to be like you were killed um, by a woman look at my mm-hmm. boobs <laughs> it was like her finishing move look at my boobs jiggle jiggle stab so, <laughs> so what you before you before you jump the last two pillars clothesline, mm-hmm. uh, boy, you hear um, you hear the telltale sound of footsteps behind you. We have company, and so uh, clothesline. The last two pillars are Samuel Bellamy and George North. Oh, I know the name Samuel Be- Bellamy. Yeah, it sounds familiar to me, but I can't yeah. think where from. Well, first off, I, uh, first off, hearing boy, I'm going to say um, the other people want to follow me. Oh, we have been. We're like ah! one, one oh, yeah, hop yeah, behind you the whole way. <laughs> yeah, you're all kind of... Uh, Didier is balanced on the same pillar as you, Mabel, and he oh, is... Why? Uh, there's no space, madame. I must stand here. I cannot share it with anybody else. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, you look behind you, and we're all on one pillar, like leaving out like a bunch of flowers, holding on to each other, feeling like just swaying, gently, like, hurry up, like, line. Cat, The captain's on Persephone's shoulders. We, yes. we, 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 
we currently look like the cover of uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> you do. Yeah, I'm gonna take a take, take a leap for Bellamy. All right, you leap. Yeah, squawk screams in a please stop doing this. <laughs> um, you land on the pillar labeled Samuel Bellamy, and it holds. Well Yay! done, four out of four. Congratulations. Um, yeah, George North, for those who are interested, was the name that um, Treasure Island was written. It was a pen name. Uh, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson wrote it under the pen name Captain George North. That's cool. There you go. So piratey, but not a real pirate. Mm. Uh, Samuel Bellamy was uh, was Black Sam, uh, who was another famous pirate. Oh. Cool. I presume all of you follow clothesline. Before we do, is there any way mm-hmm. we can like cover the names on the pillars? Ink. Everyone, strip and pl- drape, drape your shirts over them. No. Oh, madame, you have some no. music to my ears. What's a no. great idea? No. Persephone starts to strip. <laughs> Too late. Like, like, Didier has already What's opened your? his shirt. You said titties to the wind. Persephone heard you. <laughs> Close line approves of this. <laughs> I take some of um, uh, Didier's moustache wax. <laughs> Start he hands it to you in a little tub. Oh, that's perfect. I put it on the... On the words. <laughs> oh, right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> right. Everybody across. <laughs> yep. Right. You you move across. Um, whatever the kerfuffle is going on behind you, they haven't reached you yet. You hopefully have sabotaged the pillars that will give them a bit of trouble. Uh, yep. <laughs> and then you can move on in various states undress Yarr. to the next room, Yarr. which um, is in many ways quite similar to the previous room. It once again has like a massive chasm with... Um, Water at the bottom. A masm, if you will. Madam. Um, It has a chasm. This one, instead of pillars, has a very thin bridge. Now we're talking like... It's a thin plank of wood. It's it's about the width of a boot. It's very, very narrow. With water below. Um, And in order to reach it... um, Like, blocking your way is like a little gate. And on this gate is a huge upturned bottle of rum with you know like when you go oh, this to this just made for me <laughs> yeah no. you know when you go to like a bar and they have like the little you push it and the certain amount of liquid comes out and it's got chained to it a, a little cup and um it looks to be like the way to open the gate is to get a drink of rum i'm holding on to persephone trying to stop her from like <laughs> no, Persephone, so wait. The, the riddle is how sturdy a pirate be ye. It says a lubber drinks his ration and he does some hearty jigs, but a sea dog drinks his ration and still walks up in the rigs. But a word of caution, fella, before you raise a glass, him what tries to wheedle out will end up on his arse. All right. Well. Should we have clothesline go across first as someone who is both quite nimble and currently has a parrot? <laughs> the rope is the more important thing. The par- the parrot just happens to be encased within it. And again, I am watching by the by the back just to see how like if there's any sounds of people getting across the. Uh, what what you hear, boy, is you can hear a clattering behind you, and lots of swearing, a couple of like comedy lion roars and horse neighs. <laughs> And lots of comedy animal sounds. And then above it all, you can hear a voice going, Will you just do it, you idiots? (laughs) (laughs) Are you wearing roller skates, you buffoons? 
this is giving me flashbacks. I feel like this character voice was involved somehow in another universe. <laughs> uh clothesline sorry so you walk up to the gate and yeah it does indeed appear to be on some kind of mechanism that's linked to uh the cup and the and the rum bottle okay i will i will take i will take a tot and i would like to keep an eye on i would like to keep an eye on exactly what's happening so if there's a way that we can like foul the mechanism or something yep 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 you may so what appears so you notice um you walk up and you kind of push it and the rum glugs out into the cup and you're holding the cup, and you kind of notice that you're standing on quite a large slab. The gate doesn't move. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, like, toast the rest of the crew, and I'm going to say, mm -hmm. watch if this slab does anything funny, and then I'm going to have a tot. Okay, roll, roll me a d6, please. I got a one. It goes straight to your head. You, you um, this is some strong stuff. Like you're used to drinking rum, but this is like some serious paint thinner material. Um, oh. and you find yourself like swinging in the breeze. Uh, but once you have drained the glass, uh, and let it swing back, the gate does indeed slide open. You're getting a bit of room spin. <laughs> oh, oh, I've um cleaned barnacles off with stuff like this. Wow. Um, <laughs> is it? A straight plank line, or are there a few like rickety It is segments? indeed a, a straight line. It is almost comically you have to walk in a straight line to prove you're not drunk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to attempt to Wily e. Coyote this. You want to go for speed? I'm just gonna dash and hope yep. that by the time I fall off, I'll reach the other side before gravity notices what's gone wrong. Very well, you may do so. Please roll a d6. Two! Okay, so clothesline, what happens there is you get about two-thirds of the way across in this daring Wily e. Coyote manoeuvre, and then your balance betrays you, and you stumble. You manage to get, like, a hand around the plank, and so you're dangling, mm -hmm. um, but you have come off the plank, and you are hanging there by one hand uh, in the middle of the chasm. If anyone else wants to start moving, it seems solid enough. Mabel goes for it. Mabel, all right. I, I raise a toast to uh, to Monsieur Duco. Ooh, I rolled a six. <laughs> all right, so Mabel, what happens there is you, yep, you knock it back like it's uh, like it's uh, water, water, <laughs> and you um, you oh, gulp it down. Weak. You chuck Shower. the cup away. The gate opens, and you you prance artfully along the plank without a care in the world. So do you just like walk like gently over clotheslines hands that are just clinging? It's <laughs> like good <laughs> skip over them and then just keep going like la la la. Can I have taken a rope with me to make like a handrail? Like if I tie it to a pillar. Yeah, so, I'll allow that. <laughs> so to make um, it easier that's fine. For else. Yep. So what you've done is you've uh, you've you've got it tied around your waist. There's a little handrail. Uh, now laid across you get you gently skip over clothesline and you arrive at the other side uh, and as you step off on the other side uh, your boots touch another platform which clearly is somehow linked to the previous one and the gate slides open so nobody else needs to take a drink Ooh. you've completed that challenge everybody quick as you go across across everyone across. come across come across yeah, off a, we go got a hand line now you then notice figures coming down the stairs to try and catch up with you booker uh oh with the butt of my spear, I want to try and smash the bottle mm. and then sprint oh, yeah. across as quick as I can. Oh. Run, run, run. Uh, so what you're going to do is you look up and you see a couple of figures coming down the stairs. 
You see uh, there's a rhino with a peg leg. There <laughs> is a zebra with an eye patch. And there is a, the zebra has a little tarantula in a pirate's hat on its shoulder. Aww. And then <laughs> they all look, they don't look friendly. They look vicious and angry but and still, mean. It's so cute. In a comedy, cartoony Disney way. And then in the middle of them, looking thoroughly flustered, his hat is too big for him. And so he keeps adjusting mm. it is Gordon the sun bear who's like, stand back out of my way. Yeah, so everyone apart from Boy is across. Boy, you've seen these people and then you're going to swing your spear, right? Yep. I would like you to roll a d6. This is going to be for your, your reactions. Okay. Ooh, that is a four. Okay, that's pretty good. So what you do is you swing your spear at the bottle. The bottle smashes and rum goes all over the cobbles. And almost straight away, there's an angry hissing noise from below. And then you look to see uh, a load of gill men are climbing up <gasps> from the pond at the bottom. <gasps> That's what happens when you spill a drink. So roll to dash, boy. Dash, boy. That was a six. Yay. Nice. All right. For, for narrative sizzle, I'm going to say you're running across. The plank begins to, to to tumble away. It's clearly on a trigger if you if you try and screw with the trap. And so the plank tumbles away and you begin to fall. But then Tom slides in, hand outstretched, and grabs your hand. He's like, I've got you, boy! And grabs your hand and pulls you to safety. Tom! He hasn't thought this through and he starts falling over the edge. So Mabel grabs his hand and she hasn't thought it through. (laughs) And then then Didier grabs you. He's like, madame! (laughs) (laughs) This comedy chain of events manages to get all of you... Uh, up and safe <laughs> however on the other side the spilled rum is rather slippery and the oh, uh, the rhino and the zebra both trip up and go stumbling into the uh, the chasm right into the gill men and end up having to fight them whilst Gordon is prancing up and down in a fury very angry sun bear and he's going to level his cutlass at you and he's going to be like that treasure belongs to me I do not know who you think you are but I am the dread Captain Gordon Ursus, and my that treasure is mine name by rights. Is boy, and I <laughs> promised <laughs> an iguana. <laughs> Gordon looks at you for a minute. He's like, "You made a promise to that." Blithering idiot Bertrand? That's what this is about? He may be an idiot, but we made a promise. And a pirate always keeps his promise. Uh, (laughs) Subject to terms and conditions apply. Right. Also, you're over there. We're over here. Get stuffed, weirdo. Right, let's go. (laughs) Right. So you move into the final room. And so this room, um, you don't see any exit. You don't see a door of any kind. What you see is you emerge into a staircase that leads into like a shallow pool of water, quite a large little kind of pool of water, still enclosed within the cave. And there before you is a pirate ship. Uh, It's kind of run aground in in this shallow pool. It's there. And all like manning the rigging stood at the door. Uh, at the cannons, at the wheel, are dozens of skeletons. They're all just kind of Ooh. stood there, Ooh. hanging still. 
Um, it is a ship of bones, as it were. Captain, they're going um, to come to life, aren't they? Molly pulls out uh, the riddle and she says, okay, this one is, it says, how scoundrel a pirate be ye? And it says, um, I found a use for mariners that washed up on these shores. Them what failed to take it, they now guard me hoard. Fight ye like a scallywag to best this crew of bones. Hoist ye up the colours and take it for your own. Do we have to fight the skeletons? Oh, that sounds like a jolly good time. I am going to commandeer this ship for me. (laughs) As you say that, Captain, uh, a gunshot goes off from the ship (gasps) and a bullet flies straight through your hat. Um, (gasps) And you notice that one of the skeletons has indeed aimed a pistol at you. And then before your eyes, the rest of the skeletons begin to come to life. They start rolling out the cannons and scrambling up the rigging and in all ways behaving as if they're a ship about to attack. I will run forward, bring out a cross that I assume I have on me being a god-fearing pirate and use Repel the Unholy. <gasps> so cool. Oh, so very cool. nice. Uh, before we get any further, uh, I'm gonna, we haven't done this yet, this game. Uh, can you roll initiative quickly? Oh, that's probably a good thing to do. That oh, was no. a two. That was a four for Persephone. Twelve for Mabel. Twelve for Catton. And Twelve. a three. Can we order Tom to guard uh, Didier and Squawk? Because Tom can't fight and Didier is tied up and so is Squawk. So shouldn't be involved in the fight. Tom draws his wooden sword and he says, I won't disappoint you. We're going to take this boat for ours. So I will move, I will move forward and hold up a... A cross and use repel the unholy. So what I will do is I will uh, I will designate those five uh, skeletons which are closest to the cannons. That's fair. <laughs> yep. So what you basically do? So each cannon needs about four people to man it anyway. Garth. So you clamber up to the nearest cannon and you brandish your crucifix, mm-hmm. and um, the four skeletons near it uh, kind of back away, uh, hissing or like they don't really make noise. They kind of clack their mouths at you and kind of yeah and kind of back away i fear the geometry right mebel what are you doing oh oui monsieur yeah so we're gonna run for the rigging because that's our jam and get up there start searching look for the look for the flag line look for yep, a flag correct. If you it's there. hop up into the rigging where you find sure enough uh, there are some skeletons up in the rigging one of them is you can go first and then he's going to take a slash back uh, I've got plus two to hit, and I roll the twelve. One d six. I roll the two. You've you've damaged this uh, the skeleton, but it's angry, and so now what you're going to be doing is, again for um for cinematic effect, you're now kind of in the rigging, uh, standing on it along with the skeleton. You're kind of doing like an Errol Flynn style duel mm. up on the, on the main brace. Um, Persephone. Uh, I would like to go gun wielding titties out and just shoot any strategically placed skeletons that seem like they're going to inconvenience my crewmates is roll to hit ah okay that is a 13 a 13 hits hey and then my damage is seven yep what you've done is uh, you've hopped up on deck you've fired your musket at the nearest skeleton it's turned to face you and you've blown its head away and then it continues to stumble around looking like Wondering where it is, it can't see where it's going because it's looking for its star. Uh-huh. Uh, and I guess it's taken it because I'm a marine. So yep, fire away. The, uh, one of his buddies is is trying to help him. <laughs> Thirteen again. Yep, again that's a hit. And then that's a six, eight, bang. 
Yep, you have you've Die. blown Bird another boys. skeleton into pieces. He's gone. Um, very well done. Shit. Clothesline. What you? What's happening? Um, I am helping. Um, I... <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, I would like to try and pick off the skeleton that's giving her trouble with a musket shot. Uh, what, Mabel? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So you aim your, your musket up into the rigging. Oh, there we go. That's a natural 13, so that's going to hit. Yep, you have hit the skeleton. Oh, that is uh, nine points of damage. Uh, yep, like in front of you, Mabel, uh, it kind of it glares at you like it's going to do another attack, and then it just puff disappears into a jumble of ribs and uh, and leg bones. I glance down. Thank you, clothesline. Stop <laughs> dancing. Keep climbing. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh... Well, this might give you something to do, boy. I'm just about to roll for Didier. <laughs> yeah, he's ro- he's rolled seventeen. He's Didier a real as he's wriggled out of his uh, out of <gasps> his bonds. He's got no weapons on it. He's wriggled out. He's like, ha ha! Uh, he's still bare, completely bare chested uh, from earlier. <laughs> I forgot that he did that. Can um, boy just like uh, poke him like in his bare chest? Please, garçon, I need to go. <laughs> I am not a garçon. But your name is Boy. I assume you are garçon. You should not assume. Do you want to give him a little tap for that one? <laughs> <laughs> you can have it as a free action. <laughs> no, I think he still just got like one like a webbed finger, just like poking it like in the middle of his chest, staring yeah, that, him down. Yeah, the jab gives him genuine pause. He's gonna he's gonna glare at glare at Didier and say, "Put back the ropes, or <laughs> Mabel will be upset." But but you did. Mabel will be upset. Yes, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then he begins to to tie his own hands back up again. Meanwhile, you have successfully delayed Didier. So you guys on deck, um, you can see there is indeed a flag at the bottom of the flagpole. Yes. So, Captain Clams, we're on you. Right, well, I am I am a captain. It is literally... Actually, it isn't my job to do. I stand at the helm and look pretty. But I will get I will get on it. <laughs> but someone else will have to defend you while you're hoisting the colours. And if you if you can stay there and hoist it up for a full round, we'll have them hoisted. Can I help hoisting from where I am? Um, you, yeah, you can kind of start dragging the flag up from where you are. But there is a yeah. skeleton who is coming at you. So oh. he's going to roll to attack you now. Uh, you, he tried to attack you, but he swiped uh, above you, and he did nothing other than uh, rustle your hat. Uh, so yeah, you <gasps> can you hat. can fight back. <laughs> can I shoot my gun at close range? Is that allowed? You may shoot your gun at close range. Huzzah! That so I rolled a sixteen, and plus two is eighteen. All right. Yep, you do indeed hit him. Uh, which is six plus two is eight. Points yep, of damage. Yep, you have blown him away. Down on the deck, Persephone. Uh, one of the skeletons is going to come at you with his sword. Oh, good grief. And, oh, he, he has hit. He's rolled a 20. Oh, good lord. Yes, uh, that probably would hit me. Yep, yeah, and rolling for damage. He has done three points of damage on you, so I imagine he's sliced your coat a little bit. <laughs> oh, dear. How dare he? Oh, I'm not wearing a coat anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's menaced out, you. Like... Tis but a scratch. Tis but a scratch. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Lord. I like I like to think you've still got a flouncy coat, but just no shirt underneath. 
That's oh, what Didier has done. Good. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yep. Do you want to attack him back? Yes. Yes, of course I do. Is it my turn though? Yes. It is indeed your turn. Excellent. Well, then I will absolutely smash this fellow right in the face with a musket. Thank you. <laughs> Bang. Yep. You can bop him on the face. You can biff well, him. It's an eleven. <laughs> yep. You have successfully biffed the man. Good. Well, then I bip him with a seven. Uh, Eight, nine. Yep. nine, nine, you... nine points of biffing. Sorry. Yep, you bit him and he stumbles back <laughs> and tumbles biffing, biffing? right overboard. Aha! Uh... And I have a second <laughs> shot. Who else needs biffing? Can I help the captain in any way? Yes, you may indeed. Yeah, there's a skeleton coming at the captain right now. I am being menaced and I do not enjoy it. Well, I certainly can. That was a 19. That's a 22. Bang! Yes. Yep, bang. Like, yep, absolutely. Uh, oh, not so much damage. Six damage. That's still enough. Uh, what you've done, that you've shot out one of his uh, leg bones and now he's hopping around in confusion, <laughs> swiping wildly at the air. You go in circles because one leg is shorter than the other. Uh, yes, he's hopping in circles trying it. to slash. Um, he looks very confused. Yep, and so what happens there is the flag reaches the top of the mast and at the same time, Boy sends a bit of wind rustling through and the flag, which is of course the Jolly Roger, begins to rustle in the wind and flap about. All the skeletons look up at the flag for a moment and then they all clump, fall down into different piles of bones. And then with a kind of distant kind of uh, grinding noise of moving stone, you see uh, where you, of course, knew it was all along, Mabel. A secret yes, yes. door emerged in uh, the <laughs> side of the... Yeah, open in the side of the room leading to the treasure room. And down there are some stone steps going down. And there's like a subtle glow coming from the stairs. So unless you all wanted to do anything else, we shall proceed into the treasure room. I would like to set up a tripwire um, yep. at the top of the stairs, um, yep. which will set off my last firework when it's tripped. Roll oh. a d6 just to see how successfully you rig it. I rolled a three. Yep, that's fine. You have, you've done your job. So you go down a flight of stone steps. Uh, and then you arrive into uh, a larger uh, natural cave. And this room is full of treasure. I take my beard off respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're a woman? <gasps> <laughs> you have different beards. That's the wrong accent. <clears throat> equity, equity, equity. Hoi, 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 hoi. Break it all. Let's scoop some loot and get out of here. So what you see, yeah, you have this room that is, it's stacked high with all sorts of different bits of loot. There's chests overflowing with doubloons. There's idols made of solid gold. There's treasure, is what, what I'm trying to say. Is there's a lot of treasure. I see it all. Incredible. There's so much here. We could, we could buy a whole fleet of ships. We could buy one ship for each member of our crew and then have them horribly understaffed. <laughs> 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 yeah, so you guys, you see the treasure before you. You may approach it if you wish. Lollygag, uh, who has spent the entire like campaign just walking along with, with a hip flask in hand, assuming this is some kind of tour that he signed up for. Uh, he sees the treasure and he's like, oh, hello, that's something I understand. So he's uh, already gone over and he started to fill his pockets with uh, with gold. Um, Didier is uh, clearly wants to do the same. <laughs> he's kind of, he's a bit, after Boy gave him a dress down, he's a bit more wary. Aww. But clearly he wants, he wants to go and fill his pockets with gold as well. Molly is hanging back and looking at the notes that she has. So Molly holds up the final note and it says, um, If ye still be breathing and come ye to me loot, 
A rascal of me word I be, so go and fill ye boots. But don't ye touch me favourite, but leave it where it be. For none be fit to have her but the Spanish main and me. How do we know what his favourite is? Well, I, I assume it is this, this fabled ruby that, uh, that the iguana spoke of. All right. So, yeah, whilst um, the treasure is gleaming at you, you notice in amongst all the other bits of, of yellow and gold and silver, there is one speck of red. And this is right at the top of far end of the cave. You'd have to go over these little mounds of gold to get to it. And it's like just sat on a, uh, a little stone plinth, if you will. It's just kind of sat there with a with a cinematic beam of light that seems to come from nowhere in particular. <laughs> on like shining on top of it. Oh. Boy turns to Molly and says, How do we break? the curse she shrugs and she's like i i don't know i mean I, as far as i know the magic comes from the ruby all the spells uh, that all the power is contained within the ruby and at this point uh, you hear uh, the the unmistakable sound of a firecracker going off and the equally unmistakable sound of an, an anthropomorphic element elephant uh, shrieking in surprise <laughs> <laughs> Um, you turn around and there is a a gaggle of of animal pirates coming down the stairs looking thoroughly worse for wear they're drenched they're like like they're covered in grease a couple of bones from the skeletons are sticking to them they you've had a pretty flawless run of captain murdoch's (laughs) traps they have not have a flawless they're also run. They're all covered in moustache wax. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're all covered in moustache. Like, uh, they've had a day. They've had a real day. Uh, the second the firecracker goes off, I want to uh, cast Invisibility. Done. Yes, you're invisible. Uh, I was already knee-deep in the treasure um, looking for gems to stash into my mm-hmm. looting beard. The ruby has been pointed out, so yep. I would like to scramble up towards it draw a flintlock on it and then I turn back and go, nobody move or I shoot. Typical pirate standoff style. As you do that, uh, Gordon, he draws his own flintlock pistol and he aims it at the nearest person he can see, which is Tom. No! No! And sweet, uh, innocent Tom. Yeah. Nobody move! I pull out my pistol and I... (laughs) He pulls out his second pistol and aims it at you. He has two. I'm aiming at him. He's aiming back at you. Nobody move! All the other pirates are now pulling out their swords and pistols. Right, so everyone's got pistols aimed at everyone now. Boy has invisibly moved between Tom and the uh, line. Yes! Boy, no! Hero move. We have not been properly introduced. I am Gordon Ursus, captain of the Shock Horror, and that is my ruby you're pointing your gun at. Hello there. Who are you? I am Captain... You small man. I... You... You are a large bear. I put... (laughs) (laughs) I love insults that are just facts. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Captain Timothy Clams, current and only captain of the Golden Larceny. Captain Clams, allow me to put it another way. If you take your 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 gun person up there and the rest of your bedraggled heap 
and you leave immediately, then I will not shoot your cabin boy. You have ten seconds to comply. My finger whitens on the trigger. Right, uh, I'm gonna kind of go, well, that doesn't seem like a very good deal. And the moment he gets to five, I'm going to whip out a, a dead shot using the rifle to check off. Yes, you are! <laughs> Specifically, I want to try and, uh, whatever gun hand he's got trained on Tom, I'm going for that. Um, do, roll, roll your dice, Captain. Okay, I just hit and do 5d6 damage. 14 damage to the big bear man. And then I'm going to shout, right. fight on your lubbers! And Tom, get to All somewhere right. safe. Okay, so what happens then is you whip out your, mm. your rifle, Duchikov, and uh, you very, very quickly fire it at Gordon's hand. And he recoils as you do damage to him. His gun goes off. It misses you, boy, by a hair's breadth. You feel it whip past you. Misses Tom as well. And Gordon yells, uh, attack. Uh, clothesline, before you can do anything else, something leaps at you from the shadows, and it is uh, Tammy the Tarantula, one of the crew, who's been sneaking round the side, and she's going for your gun. She's, like, trying to stop you from attacking the ruby, and she's leapt onto your hand and is, like, going... And with that, the rest of the pirate crew are going to charge. So, uh, initiatives from everybody. Natural one, which kind of sums up Persephone's whole vibe right now. <laughs> eleven. Uh, eleven. Sorry. Yeah. So just so you know, apart from Tammy the Sarantula and Gordon, you've also got Kangaroo Kevin, Rhino Rick, Elephant Ellie, Crocodile Kim, and Ostrich Jim. Because <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, we are now starting our fight. Whoop, whoop. And top of the round, I'm sorry to tell you, is Gordon. Gordon! 19. Oh no. Gordon! <laughs> so he is very, very angry at you, Captain Clams. Oh, no. How dare you shoot him! So he has drawn his cutlass and he is charging at you. Oh. And so he is, and he's rolled a one. He has completely swiped the sky. So right. yeah, he's just gone Yah! and done nothing at all. But he is taking up a position to Captain V, Captain Julio. Is where Gordon's at. Meanwhile, Tammy is next in the round. The tarantula. She's going to try and nip your fingers, clothesline. Uh, and she's she's kind of holding you there, but she's not actually got over the. Uh, she's not hit, as it were. So she's just kind of grabbing your hand. And so next up is you, Captain Clams. Aye, well, I'm going to shout, aye, I'm going to shout, aye, fight on the lads, and use fight on, uh, which means that I ah. get to choose um, a bunch of people within 20 feet of me, which I will assume, with theatre of the mind, is all of you, and you get a plus one to hit. Ooh. Yay. Nice. Okay, next up is uh, Kangaroo Kim, and no. she is going to... Sorry, uh, was it Crocodile leap... Kim or Kangaroo Kim? Kangaroo Kevin, fucking hell. Like, Kangaroo I've got Kevin, down you did this to yourself. Kangaroo Kevin, Crocodile Kim, and Ostrich Jim. I'm an idiot, guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, right, Kangaroo Kevin. So he doesn't have uh, a weapon. He's kicking with his feet. Uh, and he's going to go at you, Mabel. No. He's hopping towards you. I'm going to try and give you a hefty kick. Uh, and he has indeed hit. No. <gasps> And he's done three damage to you, so he's not done masses of damage. He's um he's biffed you on the nose. What does Didier say, seeing that? Uh, so Didier, incidentally, uh, at this point, he gasps. He's like, Madame! And he's uh, actually going to charge. It's him hey. next. 
is uh, actually, despite his hands being bound, is he's still going to charge. He's rolled a 15, so he has, in fact, hit the kangaroo and done three damage. <laughs> is he still bound? So he's basically knocked the kangaroo to the floor. Next up is Mabel. What are you doing? Is he still bound, Didier? Didier, he's still bound. Okay, oh, no. I want to take my cutlass and cut through the ropes. Uh, yep, you may do that. So he's like, uh, Madame, you have freed me. Hold, st- hold still, monsieur. Does this mean that you trust me, madame? I don't know, Didier, I don't know. But for now, I need your help. Let us say that for the moment we will focus on defeating the kangaroo. I do not know what the kangaroo is, incidentally, because I've, I've never been to Australia, which, of course, has not been discovered yet. <laughs> but the DM has only just realised this. So therefore, we will defeat this rather large rat with the big feet, and then we will discuss them. Like a hairy man with a bum bag. So next up is uh, Molly. She's going to cast Tangle Barrier uh, on Rhino Rick. She's going to have Rhino Rick tied up, and he can deal with that. With my Rhino sound. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Boy, it's you. Do you want to do anything, or would you wish to remain invisible? He's going to head for the ruby. You, I'll allow that to be your move. Then you're moving through, like, sides all of these rattling sabers and cutlasses. You're moving towards the ruby. Yep. Yep. Boy's doing that. Uh, Nick Rhino Rick is going to try and get out, uh, and he's completely failed uh, of the tangle web. Then Ellie the elephant is going to uh, trunk her, her trunk trumpet. and say goodbye She's to gonna the pack her trunk and have a pass at Persephone. Um, she is. She's charging you, Persephone. She has not uh, managed to do you any damage, but she's uh, drawn like a big old club and she's swinging it at you. Oh my god, she's got a club in her trunk. She has a club in her trunk. It's amazing. Um, the ostrich is going to help her. It's also going for you, Persephone, and has indeed hit and done five damage, Persephone. You've taken five damage off Ostrich Jim. I will. I would uh, take this point to say a bit I've forgotten the rules is that when I use fight on everybody gains plus two hit points instantly. Oh, hey! yay! Very good. You've only lost three then, Persephone. Uh, the crocodile is going to charge at Mabel and Didier to help out uh, the, can- the the large rat that bounces. Uh, <laughs> um, number five. Yeah, so he's done nothing. He is now engaged in uh, the fight with you and Didier, Mabel. That's the crocodile. Tom is up next. Tom is casting around looking for Boy. He has noticed that Boy is missing. He is going to try and help you, Captain Clams. Boy is going to run up with his wooden sword. He's actually done it. He's rolled a 19. He has done three damage to Captain Gordon. (laughs) He's bopped him on the back of the head. He's the first person to actually do proper damage. Uh, Clothesline, you're up. I would like to smack the tarantula with a beard full of gems. You may. Ro- roll to smack. Cool. Smack that. Natural 20. Natural yeah. Natural 20. All right, roll your damage. That was a one on the damage. What I will allow there is, so basically what the tarantula was trying to do is get your gun out your hand. Mm. You've kind of bopped her on the top and she's she's not let go, but she's looking dizzy. She's Aww. like, ooh. <laughs> she's um, clinging on for dear life. Persephone, it's your go. Hello. You are fighting um, the elephant and the ostrich, I believe. Okay, well, I am a melee sort of person, so that'll be fun. (laughs) I get two attacks, so I will fire away um, with my musket. Uh, Oh, natural 20. Yeah. 18 on the other. Bang, bang. But I can do one to the thingy and one to the ostrich. So how much damage did you do? I did 
Totaling. Eight. Eight on the on first one. one. And yep. then the second one, which will be doubled, will be also eight. Hell yeah. Okay, well that's 18. 16. Fuck. Maths. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, Persephone, you immediately um, you buckle all the swashes. You slash at Elephant Ellie, who screeches in surprise. And you fully take Ostrich Jim out of the fight. We're nice. in cartoon land here, so what you've kind of done is you've done the comedy, you've fired the musket at point-blank range. What he's done is gone, sold this for a game of soldiers, and gone and stuck his head in the gold pile. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what he's done. He has stuck his head in the gold pile. <laughs> oh, Ostrich, uh, Jim. Ostrich Jim is out of the fight. Yay. So going back to the top of the round, uh, Gordon. 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 He is uh, going to attack you with his cutlass. Yep, actually, no, he's not. He's going to draw one of his pistols, one of his four pistols, and he's going to shoot you with it. Oh, sweet Christmas. What's That's a lot less fair. pistols unless you have four hands. He has a brace of pistols. He has hit you with it. Oh, no. Captain Clams, please take five damage, Captain Clams. Oh, oh right. This might get bad very quickly. I might not be able to sustain. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Meanwhile, Tammy the Tarantula is going to have another attempt to bite clothesline and make him drop their pistol. She has rolled a two. She is useless. <laughs> uh, Captain Clams, it's now your go. Right. Uh, I am going to go for... I'm going to go for the classic. I'm going to swing my cutlass at him. Aye, aye. I have rolled a 14. <laughs> uh, yes, that just hits him. Oh, sweet Christmas. I rolled a three. Yep, he's taken three damage. He hisses in anger. I hiss... I look back at him in anger. Don't quote Oasis at me, you buffoon! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kangaroo is going to... He's prone, so he's going to get up. That's his go. Uh, DDA is going to attempt to knock him back down. Insert boy uh, noise here. Boy. He has failed. <laughs> DDA... Basically, what you're seeing, because Didier doesn't have a weapon, is you're seeing a grown Frenchman and a kangaroo kind of have a really pathetic little slap fight. <laughs> <laughs> they should be boxing, like, oh, really. Success. It's like that moment in Monty... Uh, in Monty Python where the Black Knight has no arms he's just kind of bodying himself into (laughs) that's literally yeah that's what the two of them are doing butter graze would it count as my action to hand Didier my club Uh, no I'll give you that as a free action okay I'm gonna hand him my club Um, merci madame do rien Eh, pardon (laughs) (laughs) what's French got to do with it that's a type of fruit (laughs) it's French for your welcome my darlings uh I'm going to attack Kevin the kangaroo with my cutlass. Uh, 17 plus 2 is 20, and we get an extra plus 2 from Peter, so... You've hit. Yeah, that's 20. (laughs) Le damage is a 1d6. Roll well for me, my darlings. That's a 1. Thank you. That was not a good roll. Yep, you, you also biffed the kangaroo. Molly has disappeared. Molly has turned invisible. Boy, it's your go. Hey, I've reached a ruby. Yes. So, boy, you are at the ruby. It is glistening enticingly at you. I will pick up the ruby. Okie dokie. So, boy, you reach down and you pick up the ruby. Um, and for a moment, uh, the, the everyone in the fight gradually starts to notice that something's up. All people start pause fighting and they look to see that boy is holding the ruby aloft. Or rather, the ruby is floating. Aloft. Uh, <laughs> and then... You hear uh, a voice that seems to come from nowhere. It's Molly's voice. She says, no, don't touch the ruby. Um, And then um, the ground beneath you begins to shake. Oh, no.
Hey-ho, hey-ho, the day the golden mouse and he makes way. Hey-ho, hey, the break of day the golden mouse and he makes way. Uh, yeah, so it appears like it's like a localized earthquake is suddenly shaking, Ooh. and before your eyes, um, rifts begin to appear in the floor. Cracks appear in the floor, and the gold starts to <gasps> no! drizzle down no, into no, the ground. No! <laughs> I immediately start filling my treasure sh- sack with gold. Likewise, just just drop to the floor and scramble. Uh, Rhino Rick is, uh, he has successfully got out of his, um, <laughs> of the bramble, and he is like, oh, this is too rich for my money. He's turned around, he's off, he's gone. Uh, Ellie the elephant has done the same. She's like, I'm not staying here while this place collapses. Uh, most of the crew are looking very, very warily at Gordon. Lollygag is uh, desperately trying to fill his little knapsack full of gold. <laughs> Clothesline, we're on you. <laughs> Since Tammy is distracted... Yep, she's just kind of she, like as much as a spider can be. She is staring open mouthed. Uh, her little <laughs> open, like open her little fangs are just kind of hanging open, and her eyes Aww. are really wide. And like as no. a free action, as a free action yep. I would like to fire my pistol into the air with, oh. or just just where it is, like out of the mm-hmm. way so it doesn't hit anyone. I would like to fire my yep. pistol in order to startle her into jumping off. Yep, roll. Uh, actually, I'll roll for her. You can successfully do that. I'll roll, see if she jumps off in surprise. Oh, she's rolled a one. Yay. She's like, cripes! <laughs> and she jumps off in shock. And I she's, adore got, she's Tammy. scuttering away into the... I want she's her fine. to, like, she's surf gonna... a golden plate down the pile. <laughs> what happens is she lands on a golden plate and she surfs it heartfully <laughs> away. <laughs> I have a... Do I have a sack full of gems? Uh, you Well, you have your looting beard. Yeah, yeah, my looting beard full of gems. Yep. Uh, I'll, yep, you have your looting beard full of gems. You did I will already. Put my, put I will the gems put my looting beard back on, and I am going to like like a like like a kid in autumn leaves. Uh, knees up, jog down the pile of gold, spraying coins everywhere. <laughs> um, yep, you 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 frolic and scamper down through the gold. Persephone, uh, the animals before you have scarpered in uh, in fear. What do you want to do? Ooh, well, they're sensible. I'm going to scoop gold. <laughs> yep. Uh, you do not have a shirt. How no. are you scooping? I pro- well, I have trousers. I'm assuming that's a good yeah, you can <laughs> you don't, like tuck your trousers into your boots and just start yes. like. Yes, yep, I'll, I've got cuffed trousers, obviously, because no one here is straight, and we all have cuffed trousers. So I'll put them in the cuffs of the trousers, and then I'll put them in my yep. boots. So I'll be jangling along horribly, and it'll be quite uncomfortable. And then yep. I might just try and swallow a few because Persephone is really dumb. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh god! Uh, roll for sw- roll for swallow. <laughs> You can try to get them out later. That's a five. Jeez. Uh, You've done this before, haven't you? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you you find a couple of small, like, emeralds. Maybe gemstones or something. Yeah, Yeah, small little gemstones. Yep, done this before. I know know how much I can handle. You're fine. You're on it. So, Gordon, um, back to the top of the round. Gordon is um, yelling at his minions as they flee. He's like, you blithering idiots, where are you going? And in desperation he's gonna yell that ruby is mine he has drawn his pistol and he's gonna take a shot at the the space around the ruby because now he can see where you are and he will be using dead shot he has done nine damage to you boy (laughs) oh no i'm so glad i have those plus two hit points 
Oof. Okay. Oh, Christ. Um, Thank you, Captain Glamps. Sorry. <laughs> Anything for the person that can literally run my ship. No, please don't try. <laughs> yeah, Tom is rushing through the gold even as greater cracks open up in the floor. Aww. Uh running to help Boy. He's like, Boy, no and he's he's dropped his wooden sword and he's running over the gold to try and help you. Captain Clams, it's on you. Right. I am going <laughs> This is so dumb. I am gonna to attempt to ride Gordon. Yes <laughs> Yes So I will I will jump on his back horse like, not surfboard like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, roll me a dice. Roll I'll me a roll, d6. I'll roll you a d6. I got a five. Yeah. Okay. Yay. So what's going to happen there is you have le- you have managed remarkably to leap on the back of Gordon. Uh, he attempts to buck you at once because he will not stand for this. And as he attempts to, so basically what you manage to do is arrest his st- his stall. The two of you have tumbled to the side into the mound of gold as it slips away, and you two are tussling at each other. Well. Uh, captain versus captain, gold Aye. showering around you. Um, meanwhile, uh, Didier, stop uh, shooting my can crow. I, can I call to Didier? We must save Boy. We have to stop the bear. Um, he, uh, are you mad, Madame? There is so much gold here. I could be rich. I could buy several, several boats. Uh, and he tries to scoop up uh, a load of gold, uh, and he overreaches himself, and he tumbles. And he is now clinging to the edge as one of these cracks opens You're up. He's fucking Indiana Jonesing me. <laughs> Indiana, well, not, not necessarily. <laughs> He's clinging to the side uh, by his fingertips. And you can see below is just an abyss. <gasps> Very much like Indiana Jones. <laughs> there is just an abyss. Below. I knew this was going to happen. Uh, Mabel, it's your go. I lunge straight for Didier to save him. <laughs> Roll a dice. Any particular die? <laughs> A D6. Uh, roll a d6 for me, please. That's a four. Yep, you... Ah, fuck it. So ah, what happens it. is All he's right. like, uh, Madame, Madame! <laughs> and then Didier, you, you slide fool. artfully across like the room as some of the gold drains away. And Didier slips and begins to fall and you grab him around the wrist and you like Hold you get him. him. And he's staring lovingly up into your Aww. eyes. <laughs> it's just like, Madame, <laughs> as you uh, as you pull him to safety. You um, fool. Never. You should never risk the lives of others for gold, Didier. But Madame, there is a fortune here. We could be rich. I didn't need the gold, Didier. Are you suggesting that I am worth more to you than material wealth? <laughs> I thought that you could be. You're certainly getting a big interest rate. <laughs> well, of course, I'm a very busy man. I can make no promises now, but of course, if you pull me to safety, I will at least consider it. Oh, I thought I'd already pulled him to safety. <laughs> you have, yeah. I'm just, I'm mocking with you. Yeah, you've pulled him to safety. He's, he's curled up in your arms. Like, um, this is a lot of emotions for Didier. He's not used to this. <laughs> Didier, um, when, you Molly, are, when you are ready to value me as much as you do this gold, I will be waiting. He, he looks at you and then he looks at a little pile of gold coins that are kind of teetering over the edge and he kicks the gold coins into the abyss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a, goes, we have, I think we have a romantic kiss. 
Surrounded by chaos. The music swells and then cuts abruptly as the rest of the room continues. I'm fighting a bear, I'm fighting a bear. Well, yeah, like, you have a romantic kiss that is abruptly cut off when Didier then says, Of course, I'm not a man of absolutes. There is still a moment to grab at least oh, yes, some we, of this gold. We should get everyone out safely, but we should Give also, me your hat, give me your hat. Yes. I will fill it. I have a sack here, I have a sack here. We should try to get everyone out oh, safely. Which is a sack. Um, meanwhile, um, Molly has uh, dragged Lollygag to safety. It's been a far less dramatic version of what happened with you and Didier, <laughs> where basically he's just every everything he has is full of gold, and she's just like, "Come on." Tom uh, has reached you, boy, um, and he has grabbed you. How badly damaged are you? Now he reaches you. What what stats are you on? I have six hit points left. Tom is gonna hold you, and he's like, "Boy, boy, you must get up. You are hurt." Really? Tom. You are hurt. I am. You Tom. are hurt. Oh, Tom, you little fool. <laughs> I will carry you, boy, for you are light. And oh. I am not very strong, but maybe I can help. You are strong of heart. A little, a little tear appears at the corner of his eyes. Like, you know, boy, no one's ever really believed in me before. Oh. But I feel strong now. And he's going to... Uh, I'm going to roll for him just to keep it... Oh, a six. There we go. Uh, he hefts you up in his arms and he begins to rush you towards the door. Do you still have the ruby? I am still clinging onto the ruby. Yep. Tom has not even noticed. He yeah. is... <laughs> he is running towards the door. All he cares about is getting Boy to safety. Um, he runs... Incidentally, he runs past Mabel and Didier arguing, and for the first time, he doesn't even double-take when he goes <gasps> past Mabel. He's moved on, finally. <laughs> He's moved on. I'm so uh, He happy. does double-take when Lollygag yells, Allo, sailor! But, yeah, that's another story. <laughs> Lollygag um, is a bit confused. Lollygag is still... Doesn't really know what's going on. Uh, so, He's having fun. Uh, Quickly, clothesline and Persephone. Are you guys doing anything? Clothesline, you have successfully out? surfed to safety. <laughs> I didn't realise you were a woman. Escape the abyss. Escape the abyss now. Hot lady makeouts later. Let's go. All right. Okay, yeah, yes. Um, I run for the door. Boots clattering. Yeah, you run for the door. The door, incidentally, uh, appears to, to be closing. <gasps> oh, no. The door is going down. Yep. So you guys, I'll allow it. The clothesline, Persephone, you have reached the door. Uh, Boy and Tom and Molly and Lollygag have all reached the door. Didier and Mibel will launch it, reach it in a moment. <laughs> Captain Clams. I, uh, Gordon is scrambling over you, Captain Clams. Basically, our... the two of you are both part of a, a, a kind of a hill of golden coins that is sliding into the abyss. And you're both having to scramble. And Gordon is trying to use you as a ladder, basically. He's oh, trying to no. be like, get, well, get out of my way. Well, if he uses um, me as a ladder, I'll use him as a surfboard. I'm going to surf the bear down. Uh, attempt to surf the bear to safety, sir. <laughs> I, will, I will surf the bear out of here. <laughs> that was a one. Oh, no. no. Okay, so, all right, all right. This is narrative, the then. Is uh, you have, you've, you've gone to surf the bear. Uh, at the last moment, Gordon twists you off. And Ooh. as the gold tumbles away, you three, much like uh, Didier, are left dangling. The two of you, sorry, not the three of you, the two of you, are left dangling over the side as a lot of gold buffets you and falls into the abyss. Below you, you can see like just a, a darkness of nothingness. And the door is closing. Does anybody want to help their captain?
I'm going to do what I do best, which is I'm going to try and throw a dagger at Gordon's paw. Go for it. That's a five. It's a lovely idea, clothesline, but the the, the knife just jangles off. Like, yep. everything shaking has thrown your, your otherwise brilliant aim off. Well, damn it. Yeah, I'm going to lunge and grab him. I'm going to grab him. Um, roll me just a d6. Two... Uh, okay, I'll allow. So you're running out to get. It's just speed that you've lost there. You're running out. The door is closing. You've grabbed Captain Clams. Pulled him Gordon. To his feet. You're pulling him up, but Gordon snarling. You notice he has pulled his final pistol. No, can take I? A pot shot. Yep, yeah, and yeah, that's what I was hoping for. Yep, Team effort. I've done anything. I'm like, no, Captain. No, my Captain. And then I will. Captain, my Captain. Yes, oh, Captain, my films Captain. And shoot Gordon in the face how do i do that cartoonishly that sounds horrifically violent just just, just, just fire at him. fire at him i fire, fire at, at his pistol hands off my clams hands off my clams yep that's a hit that Hell is a hit yes. that is a slogan hands and... off my clams oh i rolled a five and a six on damage so that's 11 oh, yeah. 13 13 yeah what happens there is you just as gordon's about to shoot mabel and he, he growls like, that ruby belongs to me. Uh, you you shoot him, Persephone, and it doesn't actually damage him massively, like str- strictly, but you dislodge him and he tumbles back and falls into the, the abyss. <gasps> and as he falls, he's going to yell, no, where will I end up next? Possibly, <laughs> who fucking knows? <laughs> Some other Sorry. dimension, Possibly perhaps. <laughs> Sorry, Captain, it's nothing personal. I really hate you for that line somehow. <laughs> and so what happens then is that um, Mabel pulls up Captain Clams and then you rush together and you slide under the door Indiana just Jones as it style. slams shut. Indiana Jones style. Out just as it closes. Yep. And with the All hat, allowed. I scoop, scoop some coins with the hat. <laughs> yep. Uh, Didier gasps. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, we're then going to, for cinema, we're then going to snap cut to all of our heroes rushing out of the cave back at the waterfall as like a plume of dust comes out from the collapsed cavern and you all made it out alive and you will stand in the basking glow of, uh, of the mid-morning sun. And uh, there to greet you is Bertrand and all of the other locals who have got all of the pirate animals tied up. They intercepted them as they left. Yeah, and Gordon is like, oh! Hello. Yes, we found these pirates running out, running, trying to get away. But we, uh, we, we, we knocked them on the head and uh, and taught them what for. We found our spine. We did. Oh. Uh, did did you? How did it go in there? Yeah, boy is going to uh, uh, gently uh, untangle himself from Tom's arms. He gives Tom like a soft smile, and he he's blushing bright blue. Um, oh. Uh, Tom understands and relaxes his grip. Boy is going to. Uh, they are going to kneel down uh, in front of Bertram and hold out their hand and show the ruby. Um, there's, a, there's a hush amongst the animals. And they're all like, my lord, I, I haven't seen that in, in so very long. Uh, Molly is going to kneel down beside you and offer you a, uh, a, like, uh, a reassuring smile. And she's going to like lay her hand on top of yours on the ruby to help out. I would like to cla- cast the spell magic. 
Excellent. Choice. On the ruby. <laughs> nice one. Um, so uh, you you begin to cast your spell of choice. Molly senses what you're doing and and assists you mechanically. Um, and you, as you do this, you realise that really all the ruby does is amplify. And so it does indeed dispel magic, but it dispels very very powerful magic at a great distance. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of you feel this wave of, of power come out of the ruby. And then before your eyes, you see uh, the animals begin to, to twinkle and sparkle, much like the ending of a certain popular Disney film set in France. Um, <laughs> Can't imagine. <laughs> they begin to sparkle. Some of them float up a little bit, oh, and yeah, then they all come back down as a mismatch. And this is all the pirates. This is both uh, Gordon's men and Bertrand's men. They all they all float up, and then they come back down. Uh, as as recognisably a mismatched band of humans of different ages and shapes and sizes, and then after a couple of like you, they all stand around for a moment, looking at their looking at their hands and looking at each other again, so happy to be returned to their normal state, and then um, you hear you hear some footsteps coming up from the side, and you see a uh, a young man who is um, a teenager, almost a cabin boy looking sort of thing. Who is absolutely covered in water and seaweed uh, and seaweed, <laughs> walking up and he's like, "My friends, my friends, hello!" And they're like, "It's stuffy." And then we we sang you a song and you fell asleep. So what you're telling me is he's coming out of his cave and he's doing just fine. And on that, nothing plans. So so when the ruby dispelled magic, is it just a regular ruby now? Uh, yeah, Molly tells you that it is in fact just a regular ruby um, that was enchanted by her grandmother. She also asks if she can keep it. She says, like, it's just a ruby now. Oh, um, darn it. Well, that ruins my plan. What were you going to well, do? What were you going to do? Give it to Tom. Aww. Molly takes another ruby. <laughs> um, basically, Molly is going to ask for the ruby, and then Lollygag basically says, "Look, I'm rich, and I want to share it with my best friend." <laughs> oh, oh, buddy. Uh, boy is going to stand up with the now just a ruby. He's going to turn yep. back to Tom. He's going to uh, reach out and gently take one of Tom's hands. And uh, place the ruby in it and sort of fold Tom's fingers over it and say, oh. Heroes deserve prizes. Oh. I think Persephone swoons a bit and then grabs clothesline and kisses her. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, my, my, my head cannon for, for clothesline is she's, uh, she's really quite short. So what happens is Persephone swoons, grabs clothesline, promptly overbalances, and they just sprawl in the sand together. Yes, even and better. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Uh, Tom is overjoyed, like because he doesn't understand at first, and he's like, "What? But, but with this, I I would never have to work in the in the pub again. I would I would be my own boy, my own man, even." Own boy. <laughs> My own boy. boy. He reaches out and touches the side of Boy's face and says, my own boy. Boy leans into his hand. And then we shall end on a sweet kiss. I was so soft. (laughs) On three couples kisses. (laughs) (laughs) Clams is just standing there like, fuck it. Captain Clams is looking around like, um... (laughs) 
Ellie the elephant kind of shuffles over to you. She's no longer an elephant. She's now just an ordinary woman. <laughs> so the joke is less funny now. Captain Clowns is too busy picking uh, picking gold out of his trousers. He's just like, all oh, right, got a doubloon there, and oh, right, well, we found a set, uh, yeah. found half an earring. Like that's. <laughs> oh God. Yep. Um, and there, there ends this chapter in the oh. adventures of the Golden Lass. That sure was a pirate adventure. Buried treasure, romance, magic, a talking bear. What more could you want? And make sure you tune in next week as we begin a brand new game of Vampire the Masquerade with a special guest player. It's not one to miss. But until then, thank you for listening to Diacast. If you'd like to keep up to date with episodes and announcements, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Diacast and on Instagram at DiacastPod and subscribe to us on your favourite podcatcher. And hey, if you enjoyed listening to us, maybe consider giving us a rating or review or sharing us with a friend. We'd really love that. Diacast is Lukey Slim, Matt George Lovett, Jacob War, Helen, Peter Wellman and H. Folklands. Our logo and banner art are by H. Folklands. The Diacast theme was composed and performed by Matt George Lovett, who also edited this episode. The Golden Larceny Sea Shanty was composed by H. Folkmans, with lyrics by H. Folkmans, Lukey Slynn and Helen. Instrumentation was performed by Matt George Lovett, and vocals were performed by the Diacast. This week we were playing Yar, a link to which can be found in the episode description. And at least for this week, that's how the Diacast. Cast.